Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, on today's episode, we're looking at Proverbs 8. And this is a really interesting proverb. It might be one of my favorites. Once again, we're returning to a focus in this proverb on Lady Wisdom, which if you've been following along with the other proverbs, you will have been introduced to her uh, a few proverbs back. Because in the first nine or ten proverbs, wisdom and wisdom personified as a lady is a very prominent theme. So I want us to see that there are two sort of different sections within this proverb, and I'm just going to highlight them for us because uh, this is a rather long proverb, at least too long for me to read completely here. So I'd encourage you to go ahead and pause and read it for yourself. And I'm just going to give us a little bit of an overview. So in the first 21 verses of this proverb, we see, uh, let's call it wisdom's goal. And that is the main focus of the discussion, not only wisdom's goal, but what results if you listen to her. For people who listen and who follow the way and the path of wisdom, and it's implied very strongly that that is the path that you should be considering uh, following if you want to live and if you want to have a good life. These are the sorts of results or Uh, consequences in a good sense that you can expect according to the proverb. You will gain prudence. You'll gain sense. Your pursuits will be noble. You will have a right understanding of things or you'll pursue what is right. You will understand what is really true and have a passion for the truth as well as righteousness. By Going after wisdom, you will gain literally straight thinking, uh, a way that we could sort of use as a word picture for discernment. It will increase your knowledge and you will also gain riches and treasure, but not in the worldly sense. These will be riches and treasure that surpass worldly wealth. You'll also gain discretion and insight, strength and the ability to lead, and lead well. Your assessments of situations will be just, they will be fair, and honor will follow you. That's quite a list. And I think for any anyone that any of that sounds good, wisdom is making a good case that we really ought to be considering uh, patterning our lives after wisdom and the wise thing to do. Now, wisdom is tied up in this proverb and in many proverbs with God's will and God's way. And so in order to gain these uh, attributes, these characteristics, one needs to align their life with the will of God and with what God says. And it's through that by bringing our lives into sort of harmony with the way God designed life to be lived that we will experience the benefits of living life God's way. 
Now, in the second half of this proverb, this is a little bit of a shift, and I want to focus on this in light of our discussion from uh, last week, which is on the Hebrew cosmology of the heavens and the earth and the sea, because we see some of that in here, in verses 22 through 36, really the end of the proverb. We see not wisdom's goal, but wisdom's role and identity. Wisdom, as it turns out, is eternal. And I say that because, and this is the same comment as some other Old Testament scholars have made, is wisdom has to be eternal because there can't ever have been a time when God did not possess wisdom. You can't have uh, God that is not wise, that is uh, confounded by things. And so since God must always have been wise, that means wisdom is eternal. And wisdom is not just an attribute of God as we see, because wisdom is spoken about in anthropomorphic terms here as being present at creation. And not just being present at creation, but participating in it. And once again here in verses 26 through 29, we see that wisdom was present and participated in creation, not just of the earth, but also of the heavens and the sea. And if we look back to last week's episodes, we know that by encapsulating wisdom in the creation of the earth and the heavens and the sea, that's a Hebrew idiom of basically saying that there's nothing that was created that wisdom wasn't involved in. Because the earth, heavens, and sea encapsulate all of the cosmos. There is nothing else on the Hebrew worldview. And so wisdom is intimately involved in the creation of everything. Lastly, wisdom is the means of gaining life. And the rejecting of wisdom in this proverb is directly associated with embracing death. If you reject wisdom... You've chosen death for yourself. So I want us to think about what else we are reminded of when we think about something that is eternal, something that was present at creation, and actually that the Bible says not not only was present at creation, but was an active participant in creation. In fact, you might say that all things were created through and is portrayed by scripture as the only means of gaining life and by rejecting this thing you're choosing death does that remind you of jesus i think it should and that's not only because there are some cursory parallels there did you know that jesus is actually equated with lady wisdom in the new testament in matthew 11:19 jesus makes a direct reference to Lady Wisdom herself, when he is talking about his own works, he associates himself with Lady Wisdom. But there's an even more interesting connection between Jesus and Lady Wisdom in the New Testament, and that is found in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. There is a word in that verse that is, in the ESV anyway, rendered radiance. It's the Greek word apogasma. What's interesting about this Greek word is that it occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. It is the only 
occurrence of apogasma within the New Testament. However, there is another occurrence of this word in a Greek version of the wisdom of Solomon, which would have been part of the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. And in Wisdom of Solomon, this word, apogasma, is used to describe Lady Wisdom. It's a fascinating connection, I think, that Jesus is directly equated in the New Testament with Lady Wisdom, which means that there really is a correlation there between these two, and that in the Old Testament, anywhere you see Lady Wisdom you can draw a parallel with Jesus, which is pretty neat, I think. So I hope this encourages you and gives you some things to think about. I'll look forward to seeing you back here on the next episode of Fruit Snacks.